Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. All right, Veritas, welcome back. We are here with another episode of the six essential elements of discipleship. Today, we're going to be talking about invest and what that looks like in the lives of disciples. And I have the Myers here with me. Jeff, say what's up. What's up? And Sarah, (laughs) you actually said what's up. I I wasn't expecting that. Sarah. I'm a firstborn. I follow rules. There you go. Say hello. Hello. (laughs) Are you guys both firstborns? Yes. Yes. Okay, there you go. I'm the baby, so that is not my MO. Anyways, joined here by the Myers to talk about what investing looks like. And again, uh, our church, just our mission is to raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, and glorify God. And when we talk about that, we want to make sure that we're becoming the types of disciples that scripture talks about. And so that's why we're going through these these six essential elements of discipleship. And when we talk about invest, um, we are talking about a disciple of Jesus being called to make other disciples of Jesus. So disciples who make disciples and that investing in others is about helping other people follow Christ as well. Um, so it's kind of this like grace to us, grace through us, like the, the gospel shared, the gospel f- being for us, but also mm-hmm. working in us and through us. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. And again, the six essential elements of discipleship are worship, abide, learn, connect, invest, and go. So today we're on five of six. We're talking about investing with the Myers. Before we jump into that content, Jeff and Sarah, do you want to give us a little bit life update, share kind of what's going on, um, plans for the summer, anything like that? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. So um, summer, everybody's home, which is nice. Uh, we just Who is everybody? Everybody is all of our four children, two boys, two girls, uh, two collegers. Well, actually one just graduated from college. So we've got one college uh, going into a sophomore year at home. Uh, you have two college graduates. Yes, right? we have two college graduates. Does that graduates. make you feel old? Not until Bree Seasoned? Yeah, seasoned. Well seasoned. <laughs> we are well seasoned. No, and we just that's moved awesome. our oldest daughter out. Um, she's moving into, she moved into an apartment with a friend. And so that's kind of new to us. So, but we've kind of instituted a family game night uh, thing that we do on Wednesday nights over the summer now. And she comes back for that. So that's pretty fun. Just to have everybody around and hang what out. What are family games that you guys like to play? So... We've decided this summer is a summer of cards, so we've been uh, trying to learn how to play euchre and hearts and spades and up and down the river. We're also a big board game family. Catan, Wingsman, um, Ticket to Ride, it's fun. Do you have any games that you've had to outlaw in your family, or is it pretty amicable um, gamesmanship? I, I think it's pretty amicable. Okay. Like we we like to play, and it could get kind of crazy. Yeah. But we it's don't all play in spoons. Fun. I think that's one thing that we're not ever going to play. <laughs> Too physical. Probably somebody will yeah. get stabbed. somebody will get stabbed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ring avulsion or whatever. <laughs> where, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's where slapjack or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, Egyptian uh, rat slap. We're not playing yeah. that. Yeah, that game. Yeah, no rings allowed, and yeah. you have to clip your nails. Totally. If I ever play that game with anybody, I'm oh. like out. Oh. 
go yeah. clip your nails now or you're not playing. Yeah. yeah. I think I think we did find that the like high intensity games, like we had throw throw burrito and we play that in the basement. I'm sorry, when, what? Throw throw burrito. So you have these little uh squishy burritos and you're drawing cards and it'll say like you know, pick someone and have a duel. And so you're back to back and then three paces turn, throw your burrito or, and if you miss, you can pick it up and try again. Well, then the kids were running around the house and we had running in the bathroom and slammed the door and the person's waiting, trying to get in the bathroom to throw the burrito at him. I'm like, okay, we're going to lose a finger. This, this is not going to work. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Yeah. Super cool. So Sarah, what about you? So we've just recently heard from Jeff on a podcast kind of mm-hmm. introduction. Tell us about you. What keeps you busy? Your life? What do you do? You bet. Um, well, uh, first and foremost, I'm a mom of four kids, which is awesome. God has been super gracious to bless us with four kiddos. And uh, that's a job that I get to have for the rest of my life, honestly. <laughs> um, and then... Um, yeah, so doing that, I'm also, during the school year, I'm a kindergarten para, um, which is fun. Kindergarten's a great age. Everything's new and exciting. It's not really. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know how she does what she does. I'm just saying that. Yeah. That's why you're an engineer. That's exactly why. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. often said if I had the same conversations with engineers that she has with kindergartners, there would be jail time probably <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Now, Jeffrey, that's not an appropriate work <laughs> conversation. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> For sure. For sure. No, but it's sweet. Um, and then just, yeah, so trying to catch up on some uh, to-do projects around the house and um, hanging out with ladies, getting coffee, talking about Jesus. So that's Sweet. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, good deal. Awesome. Let's jump into our content for today. So again, we're talking about investing and what that looks like. And, and when I think we talk about this in, uh, in launch point, um, when we talk about investing, like what comes to mind typically is financial investment, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, we're talking about investing in sake of we've been entrusted with the gospel. And that's something that has changed our lives that then we share and enter into that space with other people and invite other people into that part of our lives. So um, investing in others is helping other people to follow Christ. And so um, when we're talking about this aspect of discipleship, what scriptures come to mind for you guys? What encourages you? um, What applies here? Yeah. Um, Typically, people always go to Matthew 28, talking about go and make disciples of all nations and baptize them and teach them. Um, that's a good one to go to. That that speaks a lot to multiple things that we do when we talk about how to be a disciple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like passages like Philippians 2 and 1 Corinthians 6, where uh, Philippians 2 talks about not seeing yourself as more highly than others. Um, think about others first. Mm-hmm. And 1 Corinthians 6 specifically says that we're not our own. We've been bought with a price. And so our lives really aren't about us. They're about others. Um, specifically how Jesus is working in us to reach mm-hmm. others. Um, but if we're self-focused, we'll miss all of that. So we do have to be other-focused. And those are two that really help me a lot when I'm thinking about investing in others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what do you got? All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the Sunday school answer. And I'm going to say Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, when you look at the life of Jesus, he is the best model, like investing in other people. Mm. Um, you think about the disciples 
and how um, teaching them and they would ask him, you know, explain this parable and just showing them how he ministered to um, the he ministered to people who were sick and needed healing and um, all of that. And then, and there were even times when you saw him go away and he was alone with the father Mm. and praying. Mm -hmm. Um, So just living life with them and all the while teaching them. And so then that like makes me think of um, first Thessalonians chapter two and um, just talking about uh, in chapter or verse 11, it said, um, for you know how, like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you, encouraged you, and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. And so I think of that as we are um, investing in others, we are encouraging them in God's word. We are um, pointing them to him. We're, um, you know, bearing one another's burdens. And um, yeah, just in in life events, Filtering that through scripture. Sorry, somebody's moving a table it's upstairs a whale. in the cafe. <laughs> We've got a whale like a in whale. here. <laughs> this is not going to get edited out. We're just going to have to keep trucking through it. It's totally fine. That's great. Yeah. But anyway, just doing that. And and Jeff and I were talking this morning, and I was kind of thinking it holistically, too. Like, when we think of the whole counsel of God, sometimes the idea of his wrath gets left out. And so I think of, too, even in our investing in others, when we think of Matthew 18, and you're walking with a brother or sister in Christ, and it's like, hey, yeah, I don't think this is quite mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. And then that is a is a loving thing to do. It's an investing thing to do because you're caring more about their holiness and being transformed more and more into the image of Christ. And and if we if we sidestep that piece of investing, then the rest of it, as we're we're building up and encouraging and pointing to Christ, it, it kind of can become unbalanced sometimes. Yep. Yeah, I love that. There's. You know the saying, there's no examples of a solo Christian in mm-hmm. the New Testament. And even when, you know, John is exiled, what's he doing? He's writing letters mm-hmm. and, yeah. and preserving and yeah. all of this like wealth of knowledge and communication for us that then we get to have here in scripture and to read. Yeah. And I think of all of the I mean, the reason why the new half of the New Testament exists is because Paul was writing letters to yep. churches yep. to both encourage them and cha- them challenge them, right? Yeah, yeah, chastise yep. them. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. I think just, yeah, there's so much of that where, like, investing isn't just about, like, casting an evangelism net mm-hmm. and, like, going out and bringing other people in. It's mm-hmm. for, like, as a disciple of Jesus, we invest in those brothers and sisters that God has placed us in community with, and we need other people in our lives doing that to us as well. And then there is an element of we're inviting other people into those gospel communities. And so, yeah, it's this like, you know, everyone's participating in that. It's not just about us. It's about that community together. So um, how have you guys seen this play out in your connection group or some examples from your life and just the importance of investing in those relationships and, in discipling other people. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that, uh, having a connection group full of, so we joke that we're the, uh, we're the ones who make our connect group multi-generational. <laughs> and so we always joke about that, but it is neat to see. Because is, you have all 
young married. Like young married. Yeah, Jordan and Ellie are yeah. the oldest other couple in our group. So yeah, that they just, could all pretty much. Be that just our gives kids. you a clue how <laughs> that's pretty how multi generational our group is. That's cool. Um, but it's neat to see uh, the younger the younger folks in our group, all of them, uh, will actually like if we don't if we aren't meeting on a week. We'll see in a group chat like, oh, hey, we're going to go to eat tacos. You want to join us? Or it's just this idea that there's never really a downtime. I mean, there kind of is, but but they choose to use it differently than I think other people would choose mm. to use that. And yeah, that's it's been not just a sweet. week off. Correct. Yeah. That's been yeah. sweet to see. So. I think, too, like we kind of refer to it as like the butter incident. But like there was a couple, they were home, they were sick. And another couple was home because the car wasn't working. But the the one couple was trying to make mac and cheese. They didn't have butter, and it was going through the group thread. And so the other couple's like, "Well, we don't have a car, but if you can come to us, we have the butter." So they got him the butter, and it was just like I don't know, it was just super sweet. They like that's cool. They like did this, you yeah, know. And it was then, awesome. And then like a little a little bit more, I don't know, serious or what. But uh, you were talking about biblical submission. You know, what does that look like in a marriage? And one of the gals was just very vulnerable and honest, and she said you know, I didn't grow up with this. I have no idea what this looks like. I'm mm. struggling. And so it was It was sweet to mm. go just get coffee and just chat. And um, yeah, God is good and just works yeah. amazing. Yeah. How about um, maybe think back to early on in your faith walk, who's somebody that took that time to be someone that invested, that modeled that well? I, we didn't talk about this before, so if you yeah. need a second, think about it. Bonus question now. Bonus question. <laughs> I'll let Sarah go first. <laughs> oh, fine. Yeah. No, it's all good. No, we had a couple who um, they were super instrumental in our in our like initial discipleship, mm-hmm. if you want to call us that. We were saved um, through a Bible study that they hosted, cool. um, and and it was just neat. They didn't stop at the get them baptized thing. They they continued on and actually had more, you know more opportunities to learn, more opportunities to grow, more opportunities to study. And it wasn't, I mean, we were friends, which helped, but it was still time that, that they took. And we would be over at their house till, gosh, sometimes one or two in the morning with the mm. long Midwestern goodbye, right? <laughs> Continuing our conversation in the entryway. Has it migrated? I thought it was just the Minnesotan goodbye. No, it's down is here it, now. It's, it is? Yeah, it's down yeah. here now. Is that why I follow people out to their cars? I think and, and yes. Wave at them? Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Most of the time, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, Sarah, same same for you. Did you have another example? Yeah, else? no, I mean, definitely that. And then I think also, too, I, I'm thinking of a gal, uh, Jeannie. I was in Bible Study Fellowship, and uh, she and I had the opportunity to uh, teach two-year-olds together. Mm. And she was, she was just so solid and just very gracious and encouraging and like you know i even remember like hey i just read this book and it's so amazing and so she read it she came back she's like okay there's some good parts in here but i'm gonna caution you on this and this and this and this so just really helpful for me to just have someone pouring into me you know wise counsel Mm -hmm. and pointing me to christ yeah yeah Yeah, and I, i would be like uh one of the people who got me into like even being able to teach or or lead in any kind of capacity was um, Pastor Robin at Stonebridge. He was a huge influence in that mm. aspect of my discipleship. So I will always give a shout out to him yeah. whenever I can. Yeah. That was great. 
Me too. Yay, Robin. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Sweet. Very good. So kind of transition to the next question here. How has God grown you in this area? Maybe as you've had those experiences that you've seen that modeled well, what has your journey in discipleship and investing looked like? Um, Yeah. Uh, I think starting out, I was very much like, oh, I don't know very much. This is going to be awkward. Uh, I don't have anything good to say. And gosh, I just, I have little kids. I want to stay home, you know, very much like very me-centered. And then I would just wait for a class. And I'm like, oh, I'll just go take this class and that'll be good. And then sneak out the back. Whereas um, just as people invested in me and then just being so thankful for that. And then God just growing my heart and being so kind and merciful to get my eyes out of my own belly button and on him. (laughs) Um, And just when the more you know and grow and learn to love and fall in love with your savior, you just can't help but want to share that with somebody else Mm -hmm. for the sole purpose of him being exalted and glorified. So I think that, yeah, that's how I've seen him grow me. So, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if you know me, um, you know that I would tend to fall on the side of just learning or teaching or things like that. And teaching classes is great. Um, it's a great way to learn. It's a great way to grow that way. But it's kind of impersonal. And so part of that was like maybe even a defense mechanism for me. Like I didn't really want to get close to people, so I could just teach in a big group, and that was fine, right? I was doing my job as a disciple maker by doing that. Um, but it really wasn't until we started leading a connection group that it really hit that, you know, this is a lot more than just like teaching a big group. Like mm-hmm. there are struggles in these connection groups and there are people who need individual attention. Um, and so that was where like the rubber hit the road of like the learning actually started transitioning into connecting and investing uh, to, to just not only for my soul, but for theirs. And so that was pretty sweet. It went from, it went from, I had conversations at work with people and Sarah would, I would get home late from work and Sarah would be like, Oh, you were arguing with that guy in the parking lot again, weren't you? And I'm like, well, yeah. Cause you know, we were talking about this and he was just wrong. And, and, and Sarah would Sarah in her oh so gentle voice would say, you know, if you really believed what you say you believe, you would not have those conversations in that way. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like that's, that's right. And so the Holy spirit has been really hmm. softening those sharper edges. And now it's more, you know, you, you use the word pastoral a lot to, and it's kind of overused, but that's just, it's just a way to to talk to people, to help them understand, you know, it's not just about knowledge. It's also about transformation and, and, and just being the kind of person who people want to seek out to, to talk to even. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not even just about learning. Sometimes it's just getting to know them. And that's super important too. So that's one of the ways that that I have been impacted by the Holy Spirit. It's not always about learning. Sometimes yeah. it's just meeting people and having lunch. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. Which is, it's funny to sit here with you guys doing this because just re- like recalling back to the early years of student ministry, like your family, like full on, we're in. And I was like, okay, if we need to, we need to do so. I need some like help with something. It's like the Myers. Like I, I remember how much like you. I think a part of investing is just being willing to be available, mm-hmm. and sure. like, like what is not like what do I want to do? But, like what is the need? Like what's going to edify the yeah. body? What is going to be an encouragement? What's going to build up? Mm-hmm. And that might look like 
showing up and providing some food or teaching a class or taking a meeting or whatever that is, but just really being willing to ask like, what are the needs? Mm -hmm. What are my giftings? How can I serve? And how can I like share what God is doing and not, and it again, like it doesn't come from a place of I've arrived, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I'm like, I'm being shaped enough that like I'm experiencing how much God is meeting me in the grace that I need that I have more that I can share. <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah. it's just pouring yeah. out. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a huge part of that. I, I totally agree. Cause I think I would just keep thinking about joy and when you have that joy in the Lord, it just overflows and you just want other people to have joy in the Lord. Mm-hmm. So it's like here, Hey, and sometimes then too, it just, it isn't about the result. Like the person isn't a project. It's like they're an image bearer of God and just loving them, loving your Savior so much. That's like, I'm going to, I want to love you. I want to invest. I want to be there. So, yeah. 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 Which is like when we think of investing, typically financially or with your time, with your talents, with your, like all, like there is an element. Yes. All of that Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, But specifically with the time, I think of like, the ways that you guys are willing to spend your time to serve this church that most people probably don't know is like super sweet. And I'm, I'm personally encouraged by that. So shout out to you guys. Thank Um, you. But also like, that's a call for all of us to be willing to open handedly hold our time Mm -hmm. and say like, what, what is going to glorify God the most? Like, how can I serve? What, what is the need? How can I step up? That's sweet. So speaking of that, um, when we think about um, where we're at as a church, um, what is what is a vision for what investing could look like that we can cast? How many, you know, what would this look like if more people in our church embraced this and took yeah. this on and said, I need to grow in the way that I'm investing for the kingdom of God? Yep. Um, might bring this up a little bit later too, just kind of some practical things we can do. But I think the very first thing would be just start serving. Just just find a place and serve um, because that takes the focus off of you and puts it on somebody else. And that's like when we first started coming to Veritas, um, we had come from a place of we just needed some time to heal and, and just sit under the teaching of the word for a while. Um, but it wasn't too long until Sarah was like, we need to start serving somewhere. Like mm-hmm. this is, we can't just keep coming and not serving. Um, and so she started serving in the the youth ministry when we didn't really even have one. And, and it was just a office in a, a conference room in a hotel. Well, yeah, that was, the, that actually I think was Marcy was teaching. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Yep. And then I did welcome team and that was great to get to meet people. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, you just got to serve. And so I would just, I would say, what would it look like if, you know, if we, if we reverse the 80, 20 rule here at Veritas, where, what does maybe, that mean? Explain. That so typically in a church, 80, 20 rule means like 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Yeah. If we would switch that and if 80% of the people did 80% of the work or even, you know, whatever, I think that would be great. Like if everybody's serving, that would be fantastic. Mm. It would, yeah, that's, that would just be my, I mean, I've, I've loved seeing more people serve. Um, I would love to see more people serve. Yeah. And again, it's not just like, we're not just looking to put bodies, warm bodies in spots yep. to watch kids. Like yep. we, we do some serious ministry work in those kids' classrooms yes. on Sunday mornings. Absolutely true. And it is important and it's super fun. And as like, I'm, I'm in a season now where 
we've got three kids in kids ministry on Sunday morning and we just get to reap the benefits yeah. of like those conversations and stuff comes out and convert like lessons they're being taught. And then we are having those follow up conversations at home. Like it matters. Yeah. And that's yeah. like super important for yep. families for sure. Yep. And God has given, if you're a Christian, God's given you a gift and that gift is for you to use to build up the body. Yep. And if you're not using it, you should feel discontented, mm-hmm. right? And it, sh- it should start making you want to serve or use that gift however however that whatever that gift is right yep sarah what about you um yeah i mean kind of ditto to all that but also it's just uh it's been super sweet to see how even uh wednesday nights they started with high schoolers who are just in love with their savior ministering to middle schoolers so like personally when i think of titus 2 and that call to the older women, which I love how Jake is always like, I'll let you decide who's the older woman. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we're called to, to teach the younger women how to, you know, love their husbands, love their children, um, that, you know, also to, in doing that so that God is glorified in that. Mm. Um, and so I would just say, like, it has been so precious to, to be in our connection mm-hmm. group and be a part of that and see God working in it. Um, and I would just say to the ladies out there, you know, don't think, oh, you know, I'm, I don't know what all those young kids are talking about out there. No, don't. You, you know Jesus and you <laughs> love Jesus. And the, you know, the younger gals, um, they want that. They want someone to pour into them, to direct them, to uh, say, yeah, hey, I, I, you know, and I can say like, yeah, I did it that way. Don't do it that way. Look to this way. <laughs> um, again, like you've said, you, it doesn't mean we've arrived or we've reached some level that we're now like, oh, you're qualified to do this. No, it's just, do you love Jesus? Are you in the word? Can you pray for someone? Can you, uh, again, like you said, have the time to meet? And um, I think it's just can. Um, be a beautiful time of investing in disciple making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, one of the things that um, that I often think about, where I wasn't doing before, that I that I have started doing, is think about your your own personal spiritual growth, and and honestly, your own personal spiritual growth is not really for you; mm-hmm. it's for the church. Mm-hmm. And so and so, you should be thinking, okay. I'm going to do VST, or I'm going to go to this class, or I'm going to do this, not so that I can just know more, but so that I can help other people learn more and, yeah. and love their Savior more. Yeah. yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier, is just when your heart's desire is to see God's name lifted up and exalted throughout the earth, mm-hmm. that will just spur you on to share with other people so that they'll share with someone, so that they'll share and invest, yeah. and then it just keeps going out and out and out, and it's it's glorious and God is glorified and he is good. And we just hit all of the elements of a disciple, like in that conversation, <laughs> yep. hit them yeah, all. <laughs> right. We were just supposed to stay on the investing. Yeah, sorry. Come on. <laughs> I knew it. No, I'm just I'm totally kidding. Which is, it's sweet. Like, and the reason that they, that we have these different elements is not that they're these compartmentalized separate things. It's, different angles or different different facets, yep. ways that we can look at what discipleship truly is, yep. which ultimately, like, we're being discipled by God to be conformed to the image of His Son. Yes. Like, we're becoming more like Christ in the ways that we conduct our everyday life, and we need to think about these different ways. Yep. Absolutely. That's 100%. sweet. Um, 
All right, some practical resources or like even practices, things that you guys have found helpful um, in the topic of investing. What comes to mind for you guys? Yeah, I mean, just us being in a connection group is that's a perfect way to just connect, connect. But then also, it's a lot deeper than that. If it's not, something's wrong. So it should be more than just, you know, we meet on a Tuesday night and say hi, and then we go home and never talk to each other again until the next Tuesday night, right? That, that doesn't happen. And so it shouldn't happen. Uh, so that's a, that's a thing. Um, there are also, we talk about this during starting point, there's like 59 one another passages in the mm-hmm. Bible. Um, just pick two and start incorporating those into your daily life. Like, you know, in, you know, encourage one another, like find a brother or sister you can encourage. Um, just text them or call them. Hey, I was praying for you today. What do you need prayer for? Just things like that. That's a simple, that's, I mean, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not scary. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if somebody asks you if they can pray for you, you're not going to freak out on them and say, no, why did you ask me that question? Right. That's typically not the answer. So just, I, just simple things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, too, just along with that, I know Veritas has the Bible reading plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing uh, the Bible recap, uh, which has been great. So it's like you can't tell people about somebody you don't know about. Mm-hmm. So just doing that. But then I've also found that, I mean, it's like double-sided, like having your own personal quiet time with God in the Word, but then reading it and discussing it and talking about it with someone else is is super sweet. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, you know, I know sometimes people are like, you know, oh, I don't have time to do the prep and all that, but uh, in one of the groups that I've been meeting with, it's like we just get there, we read the Word together, and we talk about like, where did you see God? Where did you see his heart? Where do you see what he hates, what he loves? How did this impact you? Or like, I don't understand this. Or what does this mean? And then you kind of go back. So it's almost a little bit retroactive. But yet, there's just something about reading the word with other people that has been super sweet. Um, and like you said, prayer. I, I've i been convicted. I underestimate prayer a ton. Mm-hmm. And um I remember in connection group, I said, I pray very cautious prayers. So like, cause I'm wanting it to be uh, kind of in my own strength. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I can maneuver this actually where actually it's like, no, we have a big, big God mm-hmm. and he's holy and he has created all things and what he initiates, he sustains. And so just leaning into prayer and just, um, yeah, for other people, um, and then I'm kind of a podcast junkie, so I have like a list of podcasts that are like I think kind of awesome. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shout them out. Okay, um, I love Knowing Faith. Okay, is a great one. Um, uh, Confronting Christianity. It's got Rebecca McLaughlin and um, Kyle Worley. Kyle Worley. Um, Journey Women. That's a good one. I would recommend that to people too. Uh, of course, Desiring God is always fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Elisa Childers has been really helpful also. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. One thing that uh, we were talking about, too, about investing is um, trying to come up with a good definition of what it is. And you hit on it in the beginning. Um, it involves uh, intentionality for sure. Like investing in somebody isn't just like running into them at the mall and being like, oh, hey, I didn't know you were here. And then like striking up a conversation and then going home. Like investing is I'm going to make it a point to call this person today 
and talk to them about this thing. Mm. And even if it's just, how's your week? I mean, I've been thinking about you. How's your week going? Is there anything I can pray about you for? But um, the other thing is like, no, we're going to actually strike up a conversation about Jesus and we're going to talk about discipleship or X, Y, or Z. Cause I know they've been struggling or I know they've been really encouraged by this and I know they encourage me this way. And so uh, just intentionally reaching out and, and making it a point to do that kind yeah. of sacrificially almost. Right. So. Yeah. Sarah, I like how you said, just talking about like reading the Bible with somebody is not, I need to prepare a, uh, a lecture on this topic and go through, but like really humbly, approaching God's word and saying like, let's learn together. Let's read this together. It, it doesn't have to be complicated. You can prepare a study and you can lead like a group study. Well, that's fine, but it can also be just the intentionality of we're going to go through this book of the Bible, these next eight weeks, we're going to meet on this day at this time, at this place, we're just going to come together. We're going to read it. We're going to ask questions of the text. We're going to be good. Like, try to be good theologians and say like, what is this? What is the point? What's the original audience hearing? What does this say about who God is? What does this say about our need of salvation? Like, Mm. I mean, just some simple practices in discovering like what is actually in God's word. And then taking that, like you're talking about prayer and then praying those truths like for ourselves, like not just separating Bible reading and prayer, but what we read in God's word should shape how we pray and how we pray should be shaped by what God's word says. Yep. And so like incorporating those two things. And then, yeah, would you, I think you, you didn't bring this up yet, but you're talking about a situation with a gal in your group that oh, you're yeah. reading with. I think that like, that's a, that's a perfect example of this. Just share a little bit about like how that kind of yes. process started or went. So uh, last year we had we read through the Bible together, and then um, when it was finished, she's like, "Wow!" She goes, "This was amazing." She goes, "I love reading God's Word with people. I want to do this more." And so she gathered a few gals with her and was like, "Hey, let's read let's read God's Word together." And so we, um, you know, I felt very privileged. She's like, "You want to join us?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, so so we did that and and i think it was just super sweet to see god working in this again just the multiplication and going out mm-hmm. and like this is beautiful i want to share this with someone else um in in a little bit to your point earlier about what you're saying where you don't have to prepare something i was just thinking that if if someone is newer to the faith and you're investing in them it can be very intimidating to like okay go home and read this chapter come back with you know and they're like i don't even know what what does saints mean? I don't know. And But when you do that and just read it with them and they see you also learning with them, they're like, hey, okay, mm-hmm. all right, we can do this. And it's not so intimidating. And yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, that's sweet. So you can be structured and use something like our discipleship group starter kit, or you can just make a plan and sit down and say, we're going to read through this. You can use yeah. a commentary. What mm-hmm. like? Yeah. There's so many different ways to do it. But the thing is like, yeah. Be willing to have an opportunity. Invite people to read God's word with you. Yeah, like, that's a great place to start. Yep. So yeah. Any closing thoughts or encouragements? Yeah. I mean, you said it before. There's no such thing as a lone ranger Christian. That's how I heard it said. And and in order for that to be true, you have to be around other Christians, and you have to be willing to pour into them and let them pour into you. I mean, humility is a big part of investment, right? So, um, yeah, it's a two way street and you can't grow if you're just, if you're just you. Yep. Right. So. Yeah. 
Sweet. Well, again, church. Um, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. No, that's all right. I, I didn't. I didn't give the signal. I didn't right. give the signal fast enough. Good. No, I was just thinking uh, along with that. Uh, really, be praying and just also ask God to just show you, uh, like, hey, show you who He wants you to invest in, and be praying for someone to invest in you if you don't already have someone doing that. Um, just yeah, seek God seek who he has for you yep. and be open-handed open hearts and go for it yep. yeah, that's a good word sweet again investing in others matters because it's an element of discipleship that jesus has modeled and that we're called to and this is how we function as christ the manifestation of christ's body amongst us his hands his feet like we are called to be members of his body and we're called to be investing and caring and building up um, the body of Christ and inviting other people to do that. So um, again, a disciple of Jesus is somebody who makes other disciples of Jesus and investing is about helping other people to follow Christ. And that's why it's one of the six elements of discipleship. And that's why we um, want to continue to be a church who is focused on raising up mature disciples, sending out everyday missionaries and glorifying God. Um, so thanks for this time, Jeff and Sarah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you. you guys were able to be here with us. And um, this is the second to last episode in this series. And so join us next week and we will wrap it up as we talk about the last element of discipleship. Take care. Love you. Bye, guys.